up for you in the early morning hours of Bike Talk. Oh my god. Chicken Leather taking over the station once again. Bike Talk momentarily. How, what can we say? It's it's Bike Week, uh, the big rollout happening uh, uh, this week, and just like that, we were we were set up for everything. But uh, more important, let's uh, let's, let's cue you in on a little bit of uh, that's right, the blessing of the bikes here. And the first thing we have to tell you about is the introductions, the golden spoke here at Kill Radio. Nick has just walked in. He's going to kill me. I've taken over his studio. Today, coming up for the 7th Annual Blessing of the Bicycles. And I want to just welcome everyone. Um, we're going to get an extra blessing today, I think, if anybody rode in here. We have plenty of real holy water coming down. And uh, all of our very, very special people here that we're going to kick this off. So if you have a chance, kind of everybody uh, pull in over here. We've got a lot of people to uh, recognize. Um, first of all, I'll talk a little bit as you're coming up here, kind of the purpose behind the Blessing of the Bicycles. Why are we here? Well, this started seven years ago, and I went out. My name is Andy Leake. I'm president and CEO of Good Samaritan Hospital. Went out and said, what can we do to create a safer environment so everyone can enjoy the joys of bicycling? And in fact, that's our vision. That's our vision here, to create a safer environment so everyone, everyone out there can enjoy the joys of bicycling. And over the years, uh, look, we have some tandems just pulled up. Over the years, we've had a number of people that have joined us in this great, great venture. And why? Well, safety number one, but number two, the fitness aspects, the environmental aspects. So, just here's some, a few facts. Each year, in fact, uh, 2007, we had about 698 people that lost their lives in cycling, and about that, tens of thousands have been injured. So what we want to do is a lot of good things, a lot of um, awareness is being brought about by city officials and so forth to make roads safer, either through share the roads or special designated lanes, or just even the conditions of the roads. A lot of them are really rough, you saw coming in with potholes 
and especially in wet weather when the weather changes and all, potholes become even deeper. So if there's any way that we can help out the city, city officials, our council members, the mayor and so forth, during budget shortages, I'll, I'll even finish uh, filling in some potholes myself and I know, know we'd all contribute to make it safer. So, with that, after this, after our blessing, what we're going to do is we're going to have one lap around the, uh, around the hospital. Now, for six years it's been very dry, so on Lucas Street, going down, it's a little bit steep, especially for uh, fixie folks out there that don't have brakes, so be real careful going down. I know coming in this morning on Lucas, you could actually make your tire spin as you're climbing up the hill, so it is slick. Be very, very careful. A few of the people that I want to take uh, notice of today, Tom LeBond isn't here yet, because if he were here, we would know he's here. So when he comes in here, you'll know he's here. Okay, it'll take no introduction because we've got a microphone, right? It's all Tom needs. Um, we also have the uh, Los Angeles Police Department Rampart Division Bicycle Detail Unit. Guys, Yay! Boys out there, and these guys, um, I just want to say this year, not only have they stepped it up to just help out bicyclists, you know, and so forth, but... Uh, I don't know what you guys do to lure those folks in there to steal bicycles, but thanks for doing that to take care of a few of the folks out there that are trying to get bicycles from us instead of from a store. Uh, we have the Bicycle Kitchen again for our seventh year. Good round of applause. They do so many great things out there in the community with the kids, the children, teaching them uh, bicycle safety, how to ride, but also how to build their own bicycles. We have the Los Angeles Department of Transportation and Metro for their support. So thanks, guys, for the buses. When people get stranded out there, you can load them easily on the front. We have the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. It's here for you guys. They have their river ride coming up. I believe that's June 6th, right? Yeah. It's my anniversary. Where will I be? River Ride. Okay. That seems like a wonderful present for my wife, doesn't it? For the River Ride for the anniversary. Tandem. Uh, tandem. That's right. And we also, uh, today, let's see. Um, Robert, raise your hand over there. Wave your hand at InCycle. Robert has been with us. I mean, give him a big hand. Guys, you are missing it. You're missing it big time. This is the best wrench spinner out there. He should be with Lance and Radio Shack. So if you have any items with your bicycle, take it over to Robert. I took a class from him, um, and I'm certain that uh, he has classes coming up over at InCycle and so forth if anybody wants to uh, learn bicycle maintenance. Also, this year we have George Fisher and Barbara Henderson from Herbalife. George and Barbara, raise your hand. Give them a big hand out there. Yay! Herbalife. These, Herbalife is just a cool, cool place, okay? Just a cool place with all the great products out there. And we're going to join up with them this year. They're a part of our family now. They're going to be at the Blessing of the Bicycles each and every year out here. A good partner from across the freeway, no, not too far away. And these people live it. Their president pedals in from Malibu to downtown Los Angeles, as well as other folks, and I actually met them as I was riding back to uh, La Cunada. So, um, Mary Stone, is that Mary Stone? Is Mary Stone? 
Is that her coming up? I can't tell. I don't have my glasses. She is? That's Mary Stone. Have Mary Stone come up here because, man, you talk about being fashionably early. We, um, each year we have the Golden Spoke Award in Bear Reardon. We get him, Tom LaBonge. He isn't here yet, but he will be. Tom LaBonge uh, received it. We give the uh, Golden Spoke Award to those folks that have just kind of gone out of their way to improve cycling, whether it's through legislation, advocacy, um, whatever it is. And um, their innovation, commitment, contribution towards uh, promoting bicycle safety throughout Los Angeles. So this year, uh, we're going to give the Golden Spoke Award to our recipient, Deputy District Attorney Mary Stone. So Mary, come on up here. I want you to bring your team. Now, come on up here. I'm going to have Mary. Let me, let me tell you about Mary. Okay, come on up here with her whole team. Mary and her team that we will introduce is um, about... Come on up here next to me, Mary. Just because you don't have a jersey on. People like guys in spandex. Okay, no, that's okay. you got the rain gear on. Mary has done an incredible job. Um, all of you will recognize her now because... Mary and her team were responsible for prosecuting the driver on three separate incidences, I believe, pulled in front of bicyclists on Mandeville Canyon. The last one being one that went through the rear windshield. A big hand for Mary and her team. say that Mary's going to talk a little bit about this, but this involved um, more than just her job and more than just uh, their jobs because they didn't have jobs. They volunteered to come in there. Um, Mary really took this on as a passion with her team. She'll tell a brief story here of how she did it, but I saw that is this wasn't a job anymore. This was about protecting bicyclists. It didn't make her and her team angry what took place, and they pursued this with passion when nobody else thought it could be done. And I think it's this news, I don't think it did, spread around the world to all bicyclists, to all motorists, to know that we all have to share the road. We have to be courteous to one another. We have okay. to make it a okay. safe, safe environment. So I thought there's no one this year that is more deserving of the Golden Spoke Award than Mary and her team. It just shows commitment, you know, it shows dedication, it shows a lot of innovation when they stepped outside of their normal selves and their normal grind to take this on. And for 2010, it's my honor to present it to them because they have made bicycling safer for all of us, for all of Los Angelinos, for all people throughout this great nation and throughout the world. A big round of applause for Mary and her team. volunteered to work on this trial with me who didn't get paid anything. The first is Zach Winnick. He's a lawyer and he worked for free on this case because he felt so passionately about it. And the other is Michelle Upchurch, also known as Agent 99, who worked tirelessly with me. Ron Peterson is on his way here. He's caught in traffic. But the best part about this case was I got to meet the victims in it, who I had complete admiration for. And my objective in this case was just try to get 
all the nonsense out of the way so the truth could come out. And the victims were incredible and tirelessly worked with us. We'd meet at Mandeville at least seven times getting ready for trial and in the office. And one thing about this case that we don't view it as it's motorist versus cyclist. We view it as we're all both. And we don't know anyone who is only a cyclist who's not also mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, aunt or uncle to some motorist. So our objective is really to get people to learn to be careful around cyclists and to all of you to be able to travel safely. Thank you. This is, uh, we're going to hand this to each of the team members. This reads, Good Samaritan Hospital, Tradition of Caring, Blessing of the Bicycles, Golden Spoke Award, May 18, 2010, presented to Deputy District Attorney Mary Stone for creating a safe environment where everyone can enjoy bicycling with our Golden Spoke. Mary? Okay, this is to Zach Winnick. There. And Michelle Upchurch. Are those cool or what? surgery, you too can walk with a hip replacement. Yeah. Incredible what we do here at Good Samaritan Hospital. See that? We have the holy crutches. So, and with him, his colleagues, Rabbi Moshe Greenwald, the, the Venerable uh, Sukita Dharma from the DUFAP, and Sister Alice Marie Quinn from the Daughters of Charity. All here, a big round of applause. The rabbi, Moshe Greenwald's wife, had a, their fourth child this weekend, and he's unable to come because he's taking care of the other three kids. But we'll have um, sister first. Thank you. Good morning. I do like being first. <laughs> I would like to welcome you all and... Um, Pray that you. I am a bicyclist. I haven't done it for a couple of years, but I will get back to it now after I'm blessing. But I want to uh, tell you that I will pray for you. I pray for all bicycle riders that they have a safe, fun trip, and it's a healthy way of living. And um, I always pray. I was raised, born and raised in Catholic schools, and the nuns taught us the guardian angel prayer. And they taught us that every one of us has a guardian angel. So. 
Whether you believe or not, you have one, and they do take care of you. So I have these guardian angel prayers, if anybody would like one. I'd love to give it out to you, and I'd like to, so I'd like to say it now, and that uh, I'm going to say it every time I get in the car and every time I get on my bike, because the angels do protect us. Dear angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light, to guard, to rule and to guide. Amen. God bless you and have a wonderful year. Thank you. bicycle meetings that we had here I missed, so I'm very sorry about that. But one of the most important thing is trying to be healthy is riding a bicycle, trying to be healthy and taking care of our bodies, trying to be healthy and also taking care of our mind, for they are all independent of each other. I hope that each and every one of you, as you go forth, riding your bicycle to work, to school, or for fun, is to also be very, very, very careful. Be careful of the pedestrians that you might run into. Be careful of the cars that be behind or beside you. Uh, I lost a very dear friend last year on his bicycle in New York City. And uh, those of you who have been to New York City, you know what it's like with some of the messengers and bicycle riders in Manhattan. <coughs> I want to say a short prayer for you and wish you the best and to be peaceful and happy. And also most important is think, work, and fight for the human rights of all mankind. Sapitiyo vivajantu sabarogo vinasatu materanagariyo sukirti kaiko baba May you find peace and happiness. Thank you. who have either died riding bicycles or have been injured. And if there's anyone at this point that you want to remember, you can mention their name now out loud or silently. 
sustainer of all life, we praise you on this new morning because you have loved us in, loved into us the ability to appreciate the beauty of nature as well as the ingenuity to create machines like the bicycle, which allow persons of every age, color, and shape to appreciate all the wonders of creation. In particular, we remember today all those who have been injured in cycle accidents, especially Melinda Lika and Jim Ortega. We ask you to return them to health and to restore in them the desire and ability to pursue physical and spiritual harmony. And we, we remember and pray for Brent Marlin and for those who are now with you as a result of cycle accidents. We pray for their families and loved ones and ask you to grant them eternal life. Lord, keep all of us safe on earth's bike paths and hills and roads, in earth's forests, stadiums, and velodromes. Let us continue to appreciate the thrill of the wind on our faces or at our backs, and the marvel that is this small corner of the universe, our island home. Amen. Amen. So that was Blessing of the Bikes from Tuesday. And we have Lizzie Costa in the studio. Hi, Liz. Hi. Am I talking in here? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So Lizzie Costa works with Microwave. Can you tell us uh, about uh, yourself, your biking habits, where you bike from today, and Microwave? Sure. Um, I Let's see. I began bike riding about two years ago because I graduated from college and I didn't have a job and I didn't have any money. And am I okay? <laughs> and uh, I was also pretty bummed out, so I couldn't afford gas and I needed to get around, so I got my bike from my parents' garage and started riding and uh, haven't really stopped since then. That was 2008. And uh, mm -hmm. like most people, I started on a mountain bike mm -hmm. and then uh, graduated to a road bike. Um, let's see. Uh, I use, you know, I use my bike to get around most places. Unfortunately, occasionally I still do need to drive, um, and that always kind of sucks. Um, and yeah, I just my bike kind of saved my life, and it's just something I'm really, 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 really interested in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to learn how to fix my own bike. And uh, I saw that, I think I came over to Bike Kitchen once, but it seemed like they had enough people. So I decided to go start volunteering over at Microwave so I could learn how to be a bike mechanic. So I'm there on Tuesday nights, 6.30 to 10, most Tuesday nights. Um, and, and you used to do Microwave babes. Bike, yeah, well, we 
we wanted to do something similar to bike kitchens, bitch and kitchen, and have like a women's only night <clears throat> to encourage uh, women and girls to come over and you know wrench on their bike without the potential intimidation of like guys around. Um, we kind of had some trouble getting it off the ground, so now it's it's a co-ed thing. But I'm still still holding out for something. Um, but, Why do you yeah. think that would work more at Bike Kitchen, and is it just more more people over there at, at Bike Kitchen? I don't know. I I feel like maybe the I feel like the West Side is a little bit younger in some ways than the. East side, you know, there's a lot mm. younger writers out there, and I think a lot of the girls, um, I don't know, I think, I don't know why it didn't work, I think a lot of the girls are kind of maybe turned off by the idea of, like, a women's only night, um, and plus it can be a little bit intimidating, you walk in there, and there's all these tools, and it's such a bro-fest most mm. of the time, um... And I, I don't I don't know why it didn't work. It I feel like there tends to be um, this kind of misunderstanding of feminism, mm-hmm. um, of modern feminism, and and what it means. And so a lot of times girls, I think, they associate it with I don't know, not being pretty and feminine, mm-hmm. which it has nothing to do with. Um, but I don't know why it didn't work. Well, what what is the the modern feminism that Biker Babes is is about? Um, you know, I mean, of course, feminism has a long, long, long history, and I, you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not an expert at all. I'm not an authority at all. But um, history is feminism. Well, yeah, exactly. I just said that. But. <laughs> well, no, I think so, and I I mean, I take it the modern modern definition of feminism to mean that you believe in equal rights for men and women and that you kind of acknowledge that there's in some situations things are not as equal as they can be mm-hmm. much like riding a bike mm. <laughs> like it's you know so is there a theory about uh, all women bike nights what do you mean has anyone worked out a theory of, no about- and that that's maybe also the other problem with it is that we weren't as organized about outreach and kind of maybe developing like a manifesto or something um for what it means so i mean it was a first attempt and and it kind of changed hands because people came and people left um but i i'm still kind of holding out and what i'd like to eventually do is do maybe a once a month (laughs) women's only night Mm -hmm. get it because it's once a month Uh (laughs) uh-huh Maybe correspond with like the full moon or uh-huh. something. Hey, I, I like that. Yeah, I kind of I don't know how this would work, but to kind of go like like we're these wild women and we're gonna get together at the bike shop and yeah. ranch kind of thing. I don't know if that would. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could picture the artwork already. You know, that'd the be fires. cool actually. Yeah, if it was like a big event, like where the wild things are, I, <gasps> I, type of a but motif. Just, just for girls. Just for yeah. It could be like a slumber party almost. Oh, there's just a million ways you could go with it. <laughs> that sounds like a Hollywood movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, many Hollywood it's movies and TV shows. And in a bike. Chicken leather. It sounds like a Hollywood movie. I like that. In a bike We're, shop. I, I want to buy that property right now. 
But uh, uh, can can I ask a question? She talked about graduating from mountain bikes into road bikes. Do you think people do that? We over at the bike oven, which is a collective that uh, I'm going to rush off to now, and then to the event in uh, Pasadena. We always find that uh, people say the same thing, and sometimes we we tell them they come back in a week or two and say, "This this road bike is really hard," even <laughs> though it might be lighter, lighter or something. I think they get used to the fact that a mountain bike with some with no exceptions or a, a coaster brake or something, has a little more durability of sturdiness. Yeah. You can whack it around, whereas if you do the same thing, sometimes a road bike, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. you have to buy a new headset or <laughs> you have to do something else. Well, not only that, I just think because a, a lot of mountain bikes are equipped with suspension, some kind of suspension, and riding in L.A. where some of the streets are just so broken up, um, sometimes it makes a little bit more sense. But then, you know, the mountain bike is so much heavier. And then when you get to the road bike, it's just easier to put on the bus. It's easier to take on the metro. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's crazy, actually. My sister just got a road bike, too, and uh, graduating from a mountain bike. And she's all like, well, it's really hard. You know, it's not, they're not as forgiving as mountain bikes. Um, mm-hmm. And they're a little bit more skittish, I guess. Um, mm. It's like... <laughs> my sister would appreciate that it's like riding a little like skittish pony as opposed to like a Clydesdale hmm. yeah, yeah. horse because <laughs> the mountain bike is a lot more feels a lot more solid I'm, I'm thinking of going to a cruiser I thought it was a mountain bike but it looks like I'm getting a cruiser you're getting a cruiser I, I thought it, it looks like a mountain bike it's a Kona world bike uh-huh. and I, I was at Orange 20 and that that's a touring bike okay. now that's a whole different it's different Different. You see, that's the thing. Some people think that road bikes and track bikes and everything are like the ultimate. And, it, and they're good for going fast if that's what your life is about. But for some of us, like myself or people, I think I think maybe Joseph is, is kind of hit on it selling this, is uh, about touring or, or something like a Dutch bike that, that's like an all-terrain. And I'm, I'm serious. You could soak the bike and it will still run. You do that to some other bikes and the, you know, the rivets will fall off. It will uh-huh. rust solid you can't even move it but it's it's the so, idea that so touring bike yeah yeah maybe that's the thing i know that there's the surleys that are really dependable uh-huh. and um what's what's the one that chris was selling the uh Turinis or torelli torelli yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they're just expensive italian touring bikes that are just ridiculous you mentioned joseph Braley, right from flying pigeon yeah yeah he's actually going to be out at that uh I'm I'm shilling for him right now. He's going to be out at the uh, at the Pasadena Bike Day that's going on from ten to two. You guys should go over there. There's food. There's fun. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, yeah. too much stuff. Like bike side at the bike wave. That's right. It's at. Uh, which, which are our illustrious uh, guests will tell us about. Uh yes. So um, bike side speaks is tonight at the bike wave. It's five to eight, and. Uh, <clears throat> Basically, seven speakers are going to be there um, just talking about the bike scene in L.A. right now, um, where it's at, where it's going. And, um, yeah. Well, yeah, we had um, Jeremy Grant on last week, and I interviewed him at at, uh, the Blessing of the Bikes, and he talked a little bit about it. Um, So... Bike Side is, is basically a, a bike activist group? Yes. Yes. I, yes, it is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're more involved in other stuff at Bike Wave, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the bike scene is kind of 
leftovers. It's yes. What, what were you gonna say? I don't know. I was gonna say that. I don't know. It's occasionally when it comes to bike activism, it can get a little bit discouraging. I feel sometimes, um, just because it feels like the world is so against bicycles. Um, I remember when I initially got into bike riding, um, I was all into the activism side of it. Um, but the more like meetings and stuff I went to, the bigger bummer it seemed because it seemed like there was a lot of talk but not a lot of action. Um, so I've kind of, sadly, I've fallen a little bit out of the bike acti- activism scene, but it's there and it's good. But just do, you know, doing stuff at Biker Wave is a form of activism. That's true. For sure. That's true. Maybe just, the most important part of it, getting people on their bikes. That's true. I just never see it. <laughs> it just sometimes doesn't feel that way. Do you, do you find sometimes that uh, your biking is is seasonal? I mean, if it's freezing cold, do you say, "Oh, forget this. I'm getting my car," or or you say, "You know, that's stupid. I'm only going three blocks. I'm going to put a coat or a sweater on and do that." She's nodding now for, for our <laughs> well, listeners. It's uh, if it's raining, <laughs> I'm gonna drive. But I've I have which is kind of like what people didn't do for the uh, blessing of the bikes. It was really? raining out there, and people still showed up. I think that was really uh, kind of where the movement is going. Some people do, and some people don't. Yeah. It just depends what you're also doing too. It's like for me, I should have driven today, but you should look at the bag I'm carrying on my bike. <laughs> it's a huge, huge bag. <laughs> But uh, just like that, do you think that sometimes your activism is seasonal? I mean, if an issue comes oh. up or something that, that engages you, uh, like, uh, and, and I'm going to head out after this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm thinking, like, um, there is Bike Speak today. Right. That'll probably engage you at some level, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm here, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. I think I just, it might, I don't know if it's seasonal so much as I, lost my job <laughs> and so i've been no, that that is that. a big deal so. you, you talked about how the economy sort of yeah. forces a lot of people to their bikes but i think in some sense even after the economy is picked up mm-hmm. in, in some cases people are still going to ride their bikes yeah and there there's the kremlin phone our good comrades are calling in right. it, it, we, we kid about it because it's a red phone here for those <laughs> that's ominous it's a red phone yes Can you but it, on? anyway uh Kill Radio here. We have a listener. Go ahead, uh, This Nick. is actually Eric Ochoa. He's one of uh, my former students. He's graduating, and he is going to report about Am- Amgen. Hey, Eric. Hey. So w- you're going to tell us about Amgen today? Yeah. Well, w- uh, what can you tell us? All right. I'm here right now in the parking lot where all the team buses are lined up. Some of the riders are already preparing for the time trial today. Everybody seems pretty chill right now. I happen to get an autograph right now by American time trial champion David Zabriskie of the Garmin Transitions team. So Great. things are going pretty good so far. Today's time trial course starts off and at LA Live. goes around the Coliseum, and it goes up to downtown. It's a circuit of two miles, which I believe is 33 miles. And sure, like everybody has said, it's all going to come down to this. The favorites, Levi Leipheimer. Michael Rogers and David Zabriskie are really going to challenge it out today to steal some extra time. Michael Rogers is currently the overall leader of the race, leading by four seconds over David Zabriskie. Levi Leipheimer yesterday lost 
time on yesterday's stage to Peter Sagan of the Liquid Gas Group. So now he dropped from 10 seconds to 14 seconds and is now fourth overall. So wow. not really sure about who who's going to take it today. Fabian Cancellara is always usually the favorite for the time trial since he's currently the world champion in that discipline, but he's been plagued by illness, so we're not sure how, how his form is right now. Wow, that's, that sounds like a real race report, Eric. Thank you. So, yeah. So what's the, tell us, how, how long does uh, Amgen huh? last? How long does Amgen last? Um, the Amgen started on Sunday, and it concludes tomorrow. Okay, and so, um, so what are you, uh, what's the outcome here? So what are you expecting? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about, about racing. What, uh, you know what to ask. I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? So um, it hasn't started yet. And, yeah. And uh, it's it's about to start at one. Yeah, it starts at one. Okay, cool. Well, um, it, it sounds great. Thanks for the report. And is there anything else you can add? Um. Well, um, by what I heard, the teams are going to have maybe like a press conference at around twelve, and then I'm guessing after that, then the real racing starts. The real favorites don't go on towards the end, which is, I think the final rider goes on at four. Okay. which will be Michael Rogers. Okay, so you're going to stick around for the whole thing? Or? Yeah. I'll probably be calling in to give you a little more insight on the thing. So. Okay, well, and uh, you're doing a great job. Maybe you can do race reports in the future. All right. All right, thanks, Eric. Have a great time over there yeah. at, uh, at, Thank you. at Nokia or whatever. All right. All right, bye. Bye. That was great. <laughs> that was great. So um, that was Amgen. Yeah. Are you following uh, MJ? No. <laughs> but my, um, I know, I think they recently went through Thousand Oaks or something, and my dad was talking about it. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny how things like that make, I feel like, other people who don't ride bikes interested in bikes, uh-huh. but us, <laughs> like, we right. ride bikes and we don't know anything what? about it. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's talking about it. Uh, chicken leather was talking about it um everybody's talking about it but it just makes me just totally i have nothing to say about it amgen it's cool they're riding their bikes yeah um what do you got in your list of stuff to talk about here <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so ill prepared um let's see where's the bike movement going that's something i think we could both talk about Right? Yeah. So what, what, would, what would we like to see for the world, um, the bike world in the future? What do you think, what do you think would get, like, this is the ultimate question. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was watching, I was looking at Hulu or something, and there was an advertisement, and it was like, the hook was, do you hate sitting in traffic? Mm-hmm. And I got really excited because I was like, Sweet, maybe it's going to be a bike advertisement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I thought it was going to be like, so ride your bike. But no, it was instead it was for a Lexus, a Lexus car that comes equipped with um, a computer that tells you where the traffic is and how to avoid it. Oh. Exactly, right? I yeah. was just... Well, my my phone does that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, this I guess it's in, it's just another way to get people to spend money. Yeah. Um, but... You're going to pay... Forty thousand dollars because it has what your phone can do. Oh, it does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
or just just ride a bike. So many right. times, just um, it makes way, way, way more sense. I always see people's in my on my Facebook people's status updates, and it's like I'm sitting in traffic and I hate it. And mm-hmm. I always comment, ride a bike. Mm-hmm. But most, I don't know. Especially in LA, where the weather is so nice and there's not any real crazy hills, I don't know why people. Well, we do have some of the steepest hills. In we do the, have some. Like there's that one Southern in California. Echo Park, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be the steepest. Right. Hill. There's from some. The, yeah. From the feel my legs, right? Yeah. I know who this is. Hello. Hi, Lenny. Hello. Um. So, this is Amber? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I asked you to call in because it sounds like you're having some trouble getting to where you're going. It's really frustrating. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm in downtown, and it's just a knot. I mean, it's great. Why? There's a knot, but it's pretty frustrating being in the car right now. Oh, you're in the car? And there's spikes in the trunk. So oh, no. I could be there in like two seconds. Oh, no. So, it's, and why has the traffic stopped? The race, right? Is, is it Amgen? Yeah. I'm not too familiar, but I believe that's, yeah. Well, there's no signs or anything. I saw one big sign on Flower. And it's like some stuff set up in Figueroa. It looks cool, great, a lot of people. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. I just wanted yeah. to call from the road. That's the. the Should not be driving a bike in downtown. I mean, driving a car in downtown right now. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, you're probably not driving a car right now. So you're cool. All right. All right. Good luck. I'm enjoying my frustration. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was Amber. Stuck in a car. Stuck in a car. With her bike in the trunk. With her bike in the trunk. That's the worst. Isn't that symbolic or something? Because because there's traffic because of the Amgen bike. Yeah. Amgen traffic. (laughs) Is this ironic? Is this irony? I don't know. I don't know if it's ironic so much as unfortunate. Yes. An unfortunate series of events. Yes. So you mentioned Facebook, and I, I noticed your, I think, I don't know if I have this wrong, but you do promote you promote stuff on Facebook, don't you? Yes. So tell us about that. Is it all b- bike stuff? It's not all Or some of it? Bike stuff. Or none of it? No, there's some bike stuff. There's lots of bike stuff. What does is, what is a Facebook promoter uh, get out of, out of being a Facebook promoter? Um... Well, it's actually kind of, Facebook is, I don't know if it's such a good tool anymore. It used to be a good way to reach a lot of people. If you're having an event, it used to actually work, and people who said that they were going to events would actually show up. Yeah, what's up? I, I, I had like 100 and supposedly 120 people saying they'd mm-hmm. show up, and then I had uh, 10. Yeah, you have to, it used to be that you could just divide it in half, but now I feel like you have to divide it, you know fourth so it's like a fourth of the people who say they're going to come actually show up i don't know what it is i think facebook is really it's really um inundated with information and events and i think it's going the way of myspace where it's really quickly becoming useless the other side of the curve um so what kind of stuff do you put on there what kind of stuff i know you had an alice in wonderland event, oh yes right? Yes, yes, which you were there for at yeah. the beginning of. Is that the only one you did? No. Well, okay. I've done... I was just It was just birthday parties for a while, my birthday parties. <laughs> but now okay. I'm getting into um, just general party planning. Um, 
And I actually have something coming up June 18th. Mm -hmm. It's called Get Lucky 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a prom-themed party. Oh, you're kidding. No. That's great, because I, I went to my, my high school prom where I teach uh, last night, and I have a corsage. Maybe I can just freeze it. Not the, You know, the man's corsage that uh -huh, goes uh -huh, on the button. Uh -huh. It's real flower and everything? Yeah, it's probably not going to save. Yeah, it's probably not. But you could bring it, like, wilted, and that could be kind of cool. Awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's a prom-themed party. Um, so, I mean, here's the thing. So there's mm -hmm. bike activism, and then I'm also really involved in the LGBT mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes sometimes I have to decide which one's more important to me. Really? You have to decide? Because, like... Both, oh, time-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I should find a way to combine those. Well, things. I think you have, right? Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I mean, biker base is supposed to be women and transgender. I just, I feel like I don't know enough girls who ride bikes, and I don't know enough LGBT people who ride bikes. Are there rides, specifically, for no, LGBT? No. Oh, well, for Long Beach for Pride. Women? Long Beach Pride, we were going to do, there was going to be a Dykes on Bike bikes parade but mm -hmm. i guess not enough people again not enough people were they didn't have the numbers for it so it didn't end up happening um and i was gonna go ride my bike for that but yeah it didn't end up happening um a lot of stuff not happening <laughs> <laughs> but i you know but i sometimes it just takes time to, to it keep does well i've never you know the biker babes thing and all that i've never done anything like that before and I didn't really think I was going to end up in a more leadership position, but the people who were leaders left. You know, they had you know other yeah. things, yeah. which is fine. Um, I heard that. I heard about that from Alex Thompson. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. Well, I still have ideas for it. So, like I said, I'm not losing hope. Um, okay. I guess the part that's really intimidating is we don't have a, a, a head female mechanic. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I know the people I've talked to the people at bike kitchen and you know they don't want to do that commute and i wouldn't want to either um mm -hmm. i'm working on becoming a head mechanic but it takes years and years and years and is I've there what is involved in becoming a head mechanic i think it's not so much i think it's just experience really because mm -hmm. you can know like you can fix everything on your own bike and understand how and why you know, the derailleur works that way. Mm -hmm. But it's just every now and then you get some crazy old bike or some mm -hmm. vintage bike or, and you just don't know what, you know, you follow all the steps, but it still doesn't do what it should be doing. Mm -hmm. So I think like Steven, like Steve and, um, all the guys, at yeah, Steve Matson mm -hmm. and, uh, Kwong and, um, you know, Cole and stuff. They, I just feel like they have like a lot more years behind it. So it's not only they know everything about bikes, they just have a lot of experience working on bikes. And um, just so far, I haven't run into any women who are into bikes who have that kind of experience. Or maybe we just haven't done enough outreach. So if you guys are out there, mm -hmm. <laughs> please uh, get in touch because um, I'd really like, I'd like to make bike waves happen one way or another. You know, there's a great woman mechanic at Orange 20 right now. Really? Named Genevieve, yeah. I, I don't know how great she is, but she fixed my bike, and she talked about it in a way that seemed like, I don't know, she seemed like a doctor. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I should, maybe I should go check that out today. Yeah, yeah. I stop by on my way home. Whoa. Did you feel that? Yeah. Don't worry, guys. I don't think it was an earthquake. <laughs> 
You're going to make people panic. Oh, sorry. I think it was just a <clears> truck. <throat> so, um, what do you got on your list there? Anything uh, we could we could use? Um, well, I was talking about the bike movement. Yeah. What do you, like, because you also ride in L.A. I tend to feel that riding in L.A. is more of a... I don't... Sometimes I feel like I don't know if I'd want more people on bikes in L.A. And I know that's really, like, sacrilegious to say that. But riding in L.A. has a sense of rebellion to it that I really, really... You know, like, in San Francisco, everybody rides a bike. It feels kind of almost passe, but in L.A., it's kind of a, it's a rebel, it's an act of rebellion, you know? Do you feel that yeah, way? Yeah, absolutely. I, well, almost, I feel like most places probably, uh, but probably more so L.A. I mean, things aren't set up for bikes. Well, we're so, it's so car dominant out here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just remember seeing a woman with her little infant on the, in a little child seat on the back, and uh-huh. she was on third uh, just uh, heading west towards like Highland and there's just no nothing for a bike to ride on there's just that little you know a foot yeah. of uh, shoulder or whatever and it just looks so dangerous yeah. I felt like I felt like stopping like my car and like <laughs> like sideways I was driving because it seemed like just like a human rights issue or something this like, yeah you know, it's just the amount the the amount of danger. Um, but then you have all of us, you know, tough riders, you know, celebrating how how tough we how, are, how courageous we are for riding. For riding, but maybe we shouldn't. We we should be. Well, we're we're fighting for for better conditions. But yeah, some of the roads are just so. I wouldn't even. I don't even like driving on them around here, like hmm. Wilshire. Mm-hmm. Wilshire between. Um, Wilshire between like Hollywood and downtown is just awful. Well, there's the Backbone Bikeways uh, mm-hmm. bike side project that I worked on with Jeremy Grant. Where not, I mean, I didn't work on. I, I rode it. We rode like six streets. We rode Figueroa Exposition, Wilshire, Vermont. Um, what else? Crenshaw and. La Brea, mm-hmm. and we just with some students and uh, at Santee, and we published a little pamphlet about it, and we gave it to Skylight Books about how, you know, these big streets which could be used for uh, bikeways are really impossible to ride or not satisfactory. I mean, everybody uses Venice, yeah, but my students were saying that you know the cars are treating it like a highway, you know, yeah, going really fast, and there's no. It's not really safe. Venice sometimes... Also, Venice can be so boring. Boring? Yeah. I never thought of that. What, what, what makes a street boring? Um, it's just... it. It's so flat, most of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's so... You know, just straight. And... I think it's mostly the flatness I don't like. I think I mm-hmm. like... I like hills. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like I'm not being challenged on Venice, but I feel like mm. most people who are bike commuting are not thinking about it. I never way. thought of that. Well, then, but then you know, people don't like going uphill. So, I mean, at one direction you have to go uphill That's if true. there's a hill. That's true. There is that one hill. 
But it'd be great if like one street is uphill and the next next street is downhill, and uh-huh. you could—is that possible? You could ride downhill both ways in your commute. I don't know. Hmm. Something <laughs> to think about. You, you, if you're going down, you have to go up. Right. I, I, but maybe if you could like go all the way up really quickly, and then the rest of the way is downhill. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And just coast. Yeah. Rest of it. Yeah, I guess so. Venice is fun if um, you just feel like going really, really fast, mm-hmm. I feel, because it is so straight. Um, but if you are using well, it to commute, I think it's kind of a drag. Well, would, don't you want a fast commute? I would think you, you would want a fast commute. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes I want more of just a, a challenging commute. Like, I was working part-time over in Santa Monica, and the best way, the easiest way to take was Santa Monica Boulevard, which, you know, can be kind of um, harrowing at some points, mm-hmm. you know, during, like, work hours. Um, You're just right with the traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, at night, that one stretch, be, like, right, it's, like, really dark right before you get into West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, well, from where it's Wilshire to, from where it meets Wilshire? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That part is treacherous. To, like, Doheny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty treacherous at night. That's just for cars. Yeah. But I was doing it. I liked the challenge of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, the idea of the backbone is the bikeways to um, just take over these, these car streets. streets. The cars aren't moving anyway <laughs> a uh. lot of times, especially in the morning. They're just sitting there and you're uh, going faster than them. I think LABikePlan.com is where you can find uh, or or Bikeside.org. Mm-hmm. So, um, Chicken Leather left something here for us. Do you want to see what it is? The CD. The DVD here, yeah. DVD. It, well, for us, it's a DVD. Well, no, there's also this, too. Oh, but is that a DVD? Never mind. I know. Do you want to play it? Do you want to see what he got? Sure, Just let's so do we it. get a break here and we can reconnoiter. Jersey over here, and I know they're doing the tour to California, and it's not taking them more than five days to get down to I LA. believe I have. Well, I don't know if that's the latest one. Oh. I, have, I have one from a previous you, year. They, they don't call it latest. They call it vintage now. Vintage, yeah. yeah. They, they have a more vintage one. Yeah. Very, very good. Extemporaneous. Your thoughts were well connected. You did as good as 
Oh, uh, no problem. I had a rush over here. I, like I said, I, the bike broke down. And I noticed the flying pigeon is here, so I'm going to have to repair it myself. I'll, I'll jump on that. I'm sure he got hung up on something in his shop. Well, I don't even know what that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it was some, like, bike week thing. That's what it looked like. So have you participated in bike week at all? Uh, I rode my bike to work. So, yeah, that was part of it. Well, don't you always ride your bike to work? I do always. Well, I am. I'm doing some part-time work over at LAX right now, so that's kind of tough to do that on a bike. But I have done it, West Hollywood to LAX. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was actually really nice. That's where you work. Part-time. What do you do? Um. I am a photographer for a fashion website, part-time. Like, this is all part-time, and I'm on, like, a trial basis right now, so that's uh -huh. why it's not really work yet. Um, but I'm a photographer for a fashion website called 365hangers.com, if you guys want to check it out. Um, I also design a... I'm helping a, a, an app development company, so we're working on apps, cell phone apps. Maybe there should be a, a, a kill radio cell phone application. Totally. How would that work? I don't know. I'm asking you. I, I mean, how does how do these cell phone applications work? We got to talk about bikes, though. We get we got to. Oh, okay. kill radio is about bikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can make. Well, maybe people have ideas for applications for bikes. I know there's some really good applications for bikes. Yeah. Um, well, there's ones that let you that that chart your route. Um, I don't have a smartphone, so I don't have any of these. And, of course, Google lets you chart your route now? Or find the bike route to a place? Yeah, well, I've used it a couple times. It was kind of disappointing to see the route they suggested to get over here. Um, I'm coming from Santa Monica Boulevard in La Brea. And, you know, we're over here on Melrose, or no, it's Beverly in Vermont. And the route that it suggested was all crazy because it was just trying to take bicycle paths and bike lanes. Uh -huh. So you kept having to drop down streets and then go a little ways east and then drop down to another one when there's all these streets that just go straight. But I guess that maybe the average, the person using the Google Bikes option would be kind of maybe scared to use Melrose because I just took Melrose straight over here, you know? Uh-huh. And then came down, but the the Google bicycling map that they suggested was, or the route was all, it's pretty inconvenient actually, and it put on all these extra miles. Hmm. Um. How do they do that? How do they find out like what's the best bike route? I think people people um, contribute information to it, right? Mm hmm. That's what I think. Um, well, that makes sense. How else could you do it? <laughs> you know. I don't know. That's how they how did their. How does Google do any of that? They, they, well, that's how they did their their Google uh, the street views. Uh -huh. They just had in, individuals do it, right? Um, so maybe I should should suggest a better route for that. And actually, I find it pretty useful, to be honest. I mean, every now and then they give you something crazy. But I, you know, we we're talking about Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, there was a street. There's like a little side street, like kind of like an alley that runs parallel to Santa Monica Boulevard for that one section it's actually pretty peaceful to take um, if you're going west going east on it is kind of 
hard because then it stops before it doesn't go all the way through mm -hmm. and so you have to make a left turn onto Santa Monica Boulevard without a light or anything so that's mm -hmm. kind of scary on a bike if you're going east but west it's great I forget what it was called there's something parkway and it runs parallel to Santa Monica Boulevard so what do you expect to see or what do you hope to see in terms of the city and bike, bike infrastructure in the next part of your life the rest of your life I just you know what I think I think just drivers need to be more educated. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times when I'm riding, a car will slow down to tell me that I should be on the sidewalk. No. Uh -huh. And I think a lot of times drivers and my friends who do drive mostly, they just don't know how to behave around a bike, you know? Right. And they're asking me, they're like, well, do I slow down or do I go around or like, what do I do? You know, when I'm in the car with them and I'm like, well, you just pass it like another car, you know, wait till the lane is next to you is clear, you know, turn on your indicator and then pass like a car. That seems like the most logical thing to me, but I think a lot of people, when they see a bike they on the road, they panic. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, I mean, I, I've, as a driver, do you find that you react to bikes, bicyclists differently than you would have thought you would as, while you were biking? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think when I'm in my car and I'm making a right turn, like I always, you know, make sure to put the indicator on, check for cyclists. So you're good, yeah. Yeah. Check for pedestrians both yeah. ways. And maybe cyclists need to be more educated about how to be on the road. Too. Oh, yeah, everybody needs to. Well, to, um, but I found myself actually um, acting like a car sometimes, like, like a bad car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like once you're in that car, that it's the interest of the car that that you're I think cars, representing. Cars are really. A lo I think the problem with cars is that they're very insulating. They're very insulated, and you're isolated from mm -hmm. the rest of the world when you're in your car. So mm -hmm. it's easy to kind of get mad at everybody else. You know. Yeah. And you're just like, why is this person in my way? And I think it's because in LA, I don't know if it's just because I don't know if it's just LA, but I feel like people drive like maniacs around here. I've never been to New York, so I have <laughs> can't compare it to that. Well, New Yorkers are famous for driving like maniacs, but LA drivers drive like a different kind of maniac. I think, yeah. like they come off the freeway and they think they're still on the freeway. Yeah. New Yorkers don't. Do, or the New Yorkers are very like like they're very aware of their immediate space. Uh huh. We, my friend and I came up with a theory as to why everyone drives that way. Mm -hmm. We think it's because everyone's late to their auditions. <laughs> <laughs> that was the theory we came up with. Which uh -huh. It might be true. There's a, yeah. What percentages of the drivers are actors? Like 10%? 7%? I, don't, I feel like everyone here in L.A. has some Ambition entertainment to be an actor. job. Right. Because nobody's ever working during the day. Walk around that seems like it, yeah. Huh. And I used to think that being late was just an L.A. thing, but I hear it's a, a Cal an L.A. thing and a bike thing, uh -huh. <laughs> being late to everything. Yeah. But um, I hear it's a California thing. People in California are just late to everything. You're on California time. California time. Um, but yeah, I think mostly as far as fixing... It's hard to get people on bikes. They always have... So I was like, well, but I have to look good for work, or I need to... Mm -hmm. Which I can totally understand, especially when it gets hotter. Um, I've managed to do it, 
I have like a little kit that I have bring into work and like freshen up and change and everything. But then, mm-hmm. you know, like I was riding to Santa Monica and changing. And so I had my lunch, a change of clothes, my like toiletries, and then my bike, you know, my bike tools on me. Mm-hmm. It gets heavy after a while. If you're bringing a computer too. I think that's... Oh, Ellie's yeah. Just, Ellie's just so spread out, it's hard to... Um, Do you have... You don't have panniers or anything, huh? No. W- w- is that a choice? Um, no. <laughs> it's just not having access to it. You don't... At, really, at Bike Wave, you don't have access to cool stuff like that? Put, you think I could put... But it's a little pink... I see what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> I don't want well, I guess that is a choice. I don't want to put panniers. My dream would be to get like a commuting, like a touring kind of bike. Well, that's my thing too. Like I, like I have a really, like I have a racing bike, and it just seems like, a, like just wrong to put baggage on on the bike. Yeah. But um, maybe that's just a, that's just not. That I should get over that. Yeah, maybe you should just both get over it. Get a rack. Just get a rack and put yeah. it on there. Yeah. And just. But it's fun to have the, the little fast bike, too. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Of course. But it is hard to do. The, uh... I don't even know if mine can accommodate a rack, just the way it, it is. I don't know if it has the... The, um... What do you need for a rack? So you, it doesn't need to have the, the, the mounts in certain places? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I have that. Maybe I do, and I just haven't investigated it. It'd be awesome to get, you know, a nice touring slash commuting bike. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah? Yeah. I I ordered a a touring bike. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was called a touring bike, but Chicken Leather informs us that it's a touring bike. I think touring bikes are really sexy. Great. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> that was... I just... <laughs> it's just funny because I yeah. feel like everyone gets the fixie. Uh-huh. The fixie is supposed to be like the hot, cool, sexy bike. But yeah. Like a nice, solid touring bike. Yeah. It's always really cool. It's like, what, what, what kind of a person would that be the equivalent of? Like a fixie would be a certain kind of person and then a touring bike would be a certain kind of person. I feel like a touring bike is... I don't know. A really smart guy rides a touring bike. Hey. Makes the most sense. Right. And they. Oh. Okay. You mind if we take a call real quick? Yeah. I think it's. Arisha. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm um, good. We have Arisha from LACBC on the phone, and you guys have been really busy lately, huh? I always you're busy. You. You're always busy. Hi. Hi. So. um... So, tell us about Bike to Work Week. How'd it go? So, Bike to Work Week was great. Um, it kicked off with um, a press conference at LA, LAPD headquarters where um, Chief Passenger actually gave um, an announcement and there was also a PSA um, directed to motorists to share the road with cyclists and that cyclists have the right to the road. So, that was a positive start to the week and... and um, and then Tuesday was Blessing of the Bikes, which was really fun. 
Uh, we had probably, there were probably about 50, 60 people who showed up. And that's something that um, Good Samaritan does every year. And then on Thursday, we're pit stops all over L.A., and LACDC's pit stop was, was really was, was great. It was well-populated, and, and, um, and I know UCLA also did um, a lot of great, interesting things for... They did, um, like, a, 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 buck, a, bu- a bike... Sorry. A, um, sorry, I don't know very much about it. I should probably not talk too much about it, but I think it was a really great step in trying to get more students to commute by bike to UCLA um, on a regular basis, but to start off on bike to work day, and um, so and then bike to school day was Friday. So so far so good, yeah. really great. And Pasadena is doing some good stuff this weekend as well. Um, I encourage people to go to cycle.org to check out what they're doing um, over the weekend. So so how do you come down from bike to work week? I mean, it's it's just a biker's dream, and then and then we have to wait till next year. No, I think this is just a way to get people going. This is an opportunity to give people the sort of the impetus to be like, okay, I'm going to take my bike out of the garage and get going and realize that it's really fun, that it reduces their stress, that they actually get to work on time without having to deal with all the traffic. And, you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, hopefully Bike to Work Week just gets people on their bikes so that they can start doing it on a more regular basis. Okay. So do you think that a lot of new, new commuters were reached? Dubai commuters potentially. I don't know. I, we don't have those numbers. I have no idea. No. Hopefully. So you guys were giving out uh, a lot of free stuff on uh, Thursday. That was, uh, that was yeah, we had some stuff from Metro and Cliff Bar and um, some goodie bags and things like that. And what else? You got a June ride coming up. We have our river ride coming up on June 6th. This is going to be our 10th year celebration. So if you've been thinking about doing the river ride, this is your chance. Um, registration is still open all the way up till the day of, and you can actually register the day of. It's going to start off at the um, up in Griffith Park, and it's on that Griffith Park in the Autry National Center. And if you want more information or to register, you can go to our website at la-bike.com. Come. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Abisha. Anything else you want to? La. Sorry. La. Bike.org. Sorry. It's too early in the morning. Yeah. Um. Good. So, anything else? And I just want to let people know that we're also still looking for volunteers to help out with the Sharos um, pilot. We're looking for people to come help and ride the actual streets um, before the implementation, and we're still, you know, planning on seeing implementation in in mid June. So. If you want to get involved, contact Sharos at la-bike.org, and, uh, and and you'll be part of the action. Do you want to say what, what the action will consist of if you volunteer? Yeah, people um, are asked to bring um, helmets and a bike with a brake on it, and people will just be riding on the street pretty much from the w- one end of the intersection to the other, like pretty much where the Sharos are projected to be, and to find out how... The interaction with motorists um, ensues from there, and that's that's pretty much it. It'll be fun. It's just sort of some pre-data that DOT is interested in gathering. Okay. Um, well, thanks, Arisha. Thank I- you. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. Do you think everybody knows what shadows are, so I don't have to define that, or do you think they don't? I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't think they do either. So Some people do. What's a shadow? Do you want to say? 
I don't know, like a textbook definition, but uh, don't. It's just a. It's like a symbol, mostly to cars to share the road. It's the double, double arrows. A chevron. A chevron, exactly. The double chevron with a bike in it. With a bike in it. So, it- share the road with the bike. Hence, sharrows. But it's just, it's more like a, it's because it's a symbol. It's there. You can't ignore it. And it just kind of puts that idea in everybody's mind that you need to share this part of the road. Because I think sometimes the share the road signs are, you know, they're not enough. But if you see it, you know, it's like a designated space on the actual street that you're supposed to share. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea is that it will help. Everyone I wonder that. if there's any data on how that what effect how that has. How effective yeah. they are? Yeah, because everybody seems to be really, you know, pushing the shadows. Almost everybody uh-huh. from every group, you know. I think it just because it's like that symbol. It's like there all the time, and it's present on the road. It's actually like a designated space on the road, and for some reason, people seem once something is actually designated and written there, people seem to react. Mm. You know, to actually acknowledge it instead of just, like, the little share the road sign. You know, like, when there's a bike lane, people, you know, as a cyclist, I am, like, it's almost like, I'm, like, oh, you, I can kind of relax. It's a bike lane, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can't totally relax. But you're, like, this is my space, at least, you know? Yeah, at least you know that if something happens, you were in the right. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else can we talk about? The L.A. River Ride. That was actually yeah. my first century. How was that? Um, yes. I got lost. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if that's a... That might have just been my fault. Um, but it was really great. It was really fun to do like a... Like a, if for anybody who's considering doing a century, I would recommend doing an organized century like that. Um, it's just really cool to have the support out and everything. I... I did it, and I was doing... It took me forever to do it. I was making good time, but then, like, around the halfway mark, I met up with some Midnight Riders, and we just kind of wasted time. <laughs> and then that took me forever. But um, And then when I started got started again, I got kind of lost in Long Beach, um, found my way, then joined another group of riders. We got lost. But that's not their fault. <laughs> that's my fault. But, um, yeah, the L.A. River Ride was... It was awesome. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good route and everything. And um, like, it's nice to have that organization and to have the support and to have the the water stations. And um, yeah, for anybody who's considering a century, their first century, I would do like an organized. I didn't realize it was a. It was a century. Yeah. Oh well, there's 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 um. You can do. Then you do like half a century. You can do like. 10 miles or something and then half a century mm-hmm. and then the full century or 75 miles or something like that and then the full there's a full hundred are you going to do it this year? no I'm not going to I haven't done a century in so long it's really bad I <laughs> do one soon what, are you going to do it at all? are you going to do a half century? oh no not not this year okay although maybe I could just show up that day and do it I've never done the whole river how, how is it? Um, you just said you just talked about that no I didn't talk I mean I didn't talk about it specifically uh I mean, it's the L.A. River. Mm. <laughs> so at times, it's, you're like, uh... Mm. It's kind Parts of, of it aren't so nice. Yeah, it's not anything to see. But, I mean, it's great. And then, unfortunately, because it starts over there at Griffith Park, um, when you are on the, the L.A. River path, um, it's really congested because it's this, everyone starts. Or they, mm. they kind of um, stagger the different 
distance starts, mm-hmm. but you all kind of end up bottlenecked in the, on the LA river path. So at mm-hmm. first it kind of, kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. on, well, that yeah. happens at the start of big, everything. Yeah. yeah. But just, you know, you go from like a huge, you know, roads and then you're all like crammed into well, it. Right. But, um, yeah. that's cause that's the first, it's an organized century. So there's a lot of people there. Yeah. A lot of people all, Hello. Uh, hello. Hey. Hey. Amber. Amber. So, how'd it go? It's good. I uh, was not happening in the car, so I decided to take a lot, which is only three bucks. I sit on my bike, and then so you. I don't know. I'm too curious, so I headed over, and I'm at the starting line right now. You're at Amgen. Yeah, I'm at the starting line. So you're on your way to work. Yeah, I need to get there soon. But the amateurs, I guess, are starting at like eleven. They may have already gone online. You ask someone. I wanted to see them, like, set sail. Can you describe the scene? Right now? Yeah. Well, back, like, I don't know, I think it's on, like, a tent between Figueroa and Flower and all that. It's a great little, like, convention center type of setup with all those little tents and tons of people everywhere. The, the race is blocked off with these great yellow, I mean, orange, like, gates that are the, the course, and then there's meters that are measured out with these big stars, 200 meters, 200 meters, and whatnot. There's bikers all over the place, because the, the pros are going at one, and there's teens that are going, and people are taking pictures, and knowing who they are. I have no idea who they are. Um, and it's really exciting. It's really great. So, yeah. yeah, there's a stage right here, and they're like broadcasting and whatnot, at the, but, which is a family social center. So you you were driving and then you yes. you couldn't get anywhere because of Amgen and then yes. you had your bike in the car so you parked it for three dollars and you are now on your bike yes. watching Amgen. Yeah. Pretty neat. That's very huh? fun. That's a that's an adventure. <laughs> it is an adventure. <laughs> and I'm gonna get over to work in about ten minutes. Right. Kind of hard to get over to the um, starting line. There's all kinds of, like, special bets, blockades and whatnot, but you just kind of wheel around those, you know? <laughs> cool. Well, call in if anything happens. Yeah, I will. It's been fun. Cool. All right. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Amgen. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> you can't avoid it. You really can't. Um, I love that she parked her car and got her bike out. And was just like, screw this, I'm riding yeah. my bike. You should have a bike in your car you at all keep times. always a bike in your car. Um, maybe a folding bike, I don't know. I saw someone rock a folding bike recently so hard. What do you mean? She just like, she was walking with it, like out of the library. I was at USC, actually. This was at USC. And, um... She just was walking with it, and then she got to where she needed... No, she was riding. Sorry. She was riding with it, and then she got to, like, her class or whatever, and she just picked it up and folded it, like, mm. super, super sleek, mm. and just walked off with it. I was like, damn. Yeah. I've never seen a folding bike look that cool. Huh. And can you go fast on a folding bike, do you know? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it, no. <laughs> you but see people, I, and you like... I was thinking it would be cool to, like... To be a, be pulled up at a light, uh, and you're on a folding bike, and somebody else is on like a racing bike, and uh-huh. then you beat and then you beat them, like you race them. And, you beat 
I was beat by somebody on a, a BMX bike. I was yeah. on Santa Monica Boulevard, and um, this guy in a BMX just smoked me. That's, <laughs> so like, well, that's nothing compared to what happened to me. I was beat by a middle school kid running <laughs> with a backpack. But I was tired, and there was something wrong with my chain. And you weren't wearing your spandex. That's what I always tell myself like on my commute, <laughs> on my commute to work. Because well, I'm always like, want to race, right? Yeah. And so I'd see, there was like a couple of guys that I'd see every morning on Santa Monica Boulevard. And um, they'd all be like kitted out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just in my, you know, jeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'd beat me and I'd be like, oh, it's just because they're wearing spandex. <laughs> that makes them lighter and, and faster. And their legs are shaved too. Yeah, and their legs are shaved and their kits match the color of the bike. So that also makes you faster. Well, it's all psychological. And it's psyching <laughs> you out. It did. It worked. There was a guy. He was a. He was like a synergy. He had like the whole synergy kit and everything. Uh-huh. And he was my, my arch nemesis. Not this really. Happened more than one time. Or? Yeah. No. I'd see. I'd see him multiple times during the week. Were they conscious that you were racing? No. Oh, okay. Why would they? Be? I don't know. It takes two to race. It's right. not really. It's only a race in your mind. You ever raced buses? All the time. I think buses and bikers are like natural competitors in the in the ecosystem. <laughs> it's true. Because they do. They compete for the lane space. Yeah. Well, because they're, I mean, it, and it sucks for them because they always have to pull over, you know, and some of the bus lines, you yeah. know, they have to pull over like every block. And mm-hmm. I mean, that sucks to then have to deal with the cyclists, but then you're playing like leapfrog with them the right. whole way. I, sometimes I, w- I was wondering if you should actually go on their left. Like, I mean, but I've, that's a whole nother I've done problem. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you should do it. I mean, if you were in a car, what would you do if you were behind a bus? You'd pass on the left, right? Right. So. And you're supposed to act like a car, right? Yeah. Are you? I don't know. I've, I don't know. But some people get really mad at the buses. Like, I heard about some guy who smashed the bus windshield with his bike lock because of something. I forget what. <laughs> then a helicopter came, and he hid from the helicopter in the bushes. Are you kidding? And he actually escaped. Because he was on a bike and not a car. Yeah. <laughs> so note no to any future criminals. Yeah. <laughs> Ride your bike. You know, I saw recently, um, I got a, is it, it's an H&M catalog. I don't know if mm-hmm. you're familiar with H&M. It's like this clothing company. I've heard of it. I've seen it. But I, I think. Got, I got a catalog and they feature a whole like spread with like fixies and like fixie styles and outfits so does that mean that they've jumped the shark is it it over is it officially uncool yeah well uh, there's something called trends yeah have you seen that no Uh, it's google trends or something Uh and it measures uh, how popular certain search terms are Uh and apparently fixie is on the decline oh really i think it's probably the last summer that they're cool well now because i guess like now because urban outfitters started started selling them right uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that, yeah. At least they came well, with breaks. How do you feel about that? About the fixies? Or the, about the the, they're no longer being on top. I mean, I never cool. had one, so... Well, it's all about touring bikes now, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, you know, how do you feel about fixies? Be honest. I get it. Like, I get why you do that. I want one. Mm-hmm. But um, when people are riding around without brakes, mm-hmm. then I wonder what that's about. Like, it just doesn't seem... 
And I know people talk about the zen of writing. Mm -hmm. I know Bike Snob talks about it. Um, but, you know, it's like you have to feel the I think the we're going to have Bike Snob on our, on our show. You're but, kidding. Uh, yeah, no. Well, the, the, the Bike Snob wrote a book, and there's, they're trying to promote it, so they're going to send me the book on June 5th. We're going to have Bike Snob on. Did he, like, reveal his identity? Wasn't that his whole uh, thing, is that he was super... I don't know. I think they, they gave me the name, Eben. Eben? E-B-E-N. Oh, really? But I think, I, you know, I don't really remember the email too well, but it was a pub book publisher, and I think it was Bikes Not, but mm. I'll check into it before I announce I it. I would love to, I'll make sure to tune into that, Bikes Not. See, I have all these great guests, and I'm totally unorganized, and I, I, need a, I need, like, help. You know, it's hard when it's on a Saturday morning. That's what people have always said. And you're still hungover from Friday night. Right. I actually, no, that's not true. I did not go to bed early last night. Um, you were going to say that you did? Huh? You were going to lie and say that you went to bed No, early? I was going to say that not I lying. didn't I didn't go out, but that doesn't mean I didn't stay up super late. But you didn't drink? No, Good. I'm not hungover. This is not about bikes. I'm talking about your drinking. But isn't it about bikes? I feel like yeah. beer and bikes, those guys are <laughs> they're made for each other. Like yeah. After like a long, long, hot ride, the only thing I want is a beer. Uh-huh. A nice yeah. cold beer. Yeah. Like after my centuries, or when I was training for my first century, I did like some eighty mile ride out to Moore Park, and um, to my parents' house, mm -hmm. and I told them that all I wanted to have ready was a, a Hawaiian pizza, like a large one, to myself, uh. and a six pack of Corona, and I came home and ate all of it. It was so awesome. Yeah, there's something about beer and pizza too. Beer and pizza. Beer, biking, pizza. You know, beer is about community, and pizza is about community, and biking is about community, I feel. I think it's also about carbs. Oh. <laughs> That's right. And a Hawaiian pizza is perfect because it has like has your bread, cheese, it's sweet, it has the pineapple, it has mm -hmm. a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. And then you have a little bit of meat and mm -hmm. a lot of fat. Yep. It's just, it's good recovery food. And it has to be Hawaiian pizza. I don't know about anybody else out there, but <laughs> for me, it has to be Hawaiian pizza. Has to be the ham and pineapple, and the Corona, because you don't want anything too heavy. After making people hungry, I know. Is it too early <laughs> to go get a beer and pizza? I don't think so. Five o'clock somewhere. So I'm gonna go down to um, Bike Wave today. I think uh -huh. for Bike Side, and they're gonna have pizza there. See, it's it's they new people bikes pizza. Community. Community. Yeah. They usually don't have beer. Well, I'm sure there will probably be beer. I don't know. Uh, my thought was that they, they're not having Crank Mob because they're gonna try to they're gonna do bike bike side and so many people from bike side are involved in Crank Mob or at least Alex Thompson. Oh is. yeah. So that you know, and I thought bank, Crank Mob was probably is kind of a ride that I associate with. Like kind of wild partying, I could be wrong. Yeah. So maybe it'll be, you know, we should have wild partying people on a Saturday night at an event, even though it's supposed to be serious. There's well, could turn into something. That's true. Yeah. I always associate Crank Mob with a bunch of underage kids. Oh really? <laughs> I, I haven't been. So. Oh, you never been on a Crank Mob? No. Not one. No. Uh <laughs> Been on Midnight Riders, Critical Mass, not not Crankmon. Really? How is it? 
I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It was. They're not doing it. It was, month, it was monthly, right? And now they're doing it like four times a year or something like that. Okay. But it was it was huge. I've never like seen so many people on bikes. And uh, I think it's the only time that I actually went out and rented a costume mm-hmm. to wear on my bike. What did you wear? It was like, it was the weirdest theme. It was like the red coats versus blue coats, like Yankees ride. Uh-huh. And uh, like this colonial one you got a revolutionary war uh, i got i got a coat i got the coat and i just Mm -hmm. wore my bike shorts and then i i found a hat and i um like a cheap it was supposed to be a four corner hat but it ended up looking more like a pirate hat and i Mm -hmm. actually sewed it to my helmet like i took it apart and then sewed it to the helmet yeah yeah (laughs) that's the only crank mom that was for crank mom and it was the only time i like went out got a costume and like rode and then I tried to take a bunch of friends with me who'd never been on a ride before. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a disaster. Like, one friend... Fine. Well, first, like, I'm such a bike snob. Where, like, you know, everyone comes over to pre-party at my place. And I'm like, why isn't there enough air in your tires? I'm sitting there pumping up everybody's tires. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? But mm-hmm. they just had never... They had the, There was, like, a huffy. Like, my friend had a huffy that they she just... hadn't ridden in forever. You just pull out the, you know, the night of... So a lot of people who weren't big bikers were there? like Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Crank Mob gets a lot of people who are not regular, mm-hmm. you know, bikers out. Hmm. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it was huge. Huge, huge, huge. But it was it was a lot of fun. How big does it get? I don't know. Like, it looked like hundreds of bikes. Hmm. What's like, the biggest ride you've been on? I think it was probably Crank Mob. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe... No, because Critical Mass never gets that big. Crank Mob is an event. <laughs> yeah. So it's only f- once a month now, you said? No, I think it's like it's like quarterly. Okay. Or even so just once a year. Really? So, yeah. They like, they took it away. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was, you know, I've also been on Taco Tuesday. That was pretty big. And that's every Tuesday? Yes. But mm-hmm. I can't go on it anymore because I'm at Biker Wave. Tuesdays. 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 So come down to Bike Wave and see Liz on Tuesdays. That's right. Most Tuesdays. And it's co-ed. It is co-ed. But if you are a girl and you'd like to come in and work on your bike and you're perhaps a little bit intimidated by all the dudes there, come in because I'll be there. And I don't know how to do everything, but I will show you what I do know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I sort of... Specialize in derailers. Really? <laughs> that's like, I don't know, or I feel like that's the role everyone else has put on me because every time there's a problem with a derailer, they're like, Liz, come fix it. Mm-hmm. But usually I don't, most of the time I can get it up and running, but sometimes, like again, like I was saying earlier, like you just have that one like weird thing that just doesn't work mm-hmm. and you have to try something completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's where the experience comes in. Um, because you get that problem before, but yeah, derailers. Tell me about derailers. Um, they're not as complicated as people make them out to be. Yeah. But there are some things that you need to remember that I can just I can, I couldn't tell you like I have right. to look at the bike and figure it out. But um, and like the limit screws are always 
slightly different, like it varies from bike to bike. I think that's a problem is that like a brake is a brake. Mm-hmm. It stops the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, either it stops the bike or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or either it, you know, the shoe rubs the wheel or it doesn't. And I mean, there are like a little weird, a lot of weird little glitchy things that can happen with brakes. But like derailers, um, I feel they're just so, so very different from bike to bike. And that's occasionally the problem with dealing with them. But they're not actually that, they're not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just have to tool around. Like the first time I tried to work on my, adjust my derailers, I ended up <laughs> like totally screwing them up. Mm-hmm. But that was on my own bike, so I wasn't afraid to screw it up because it was my bike. You know, when you're working with a customer or, you know, you don't want to be experimenting on their bicycle, right. you know? Well, you must be pretty good at it now if they give them to you, if they come to you for derailers. I guess. I mean, there's still just so much to learn about them. But I understand the basic, like, mechanical idea behind them. Which is? Well, it's just that you have your limit screws, you know, to keep... You just want to keep the chain... You want to move the chain. It's a derailleur, so you derail Mm -hmm. the chain by using the little... The cage that pushes it one way or another. Mm -hmm. You use your limit screws to make sure it doesn't go... You know, if it's your rear derailleur, you don't want it to go into the spokes. You don't want it to fall off the derailleur. So that's your limit screw, mm-hmm. the high and the low. And then from there, it's just a lot. It has to do with the chain, the cable tension, and then just the minor adjustments on the on the cable, the little fine tuning, mm-hmm. and the little screws on there. Um, but it's not it's not that complicated. I mean, you pull you pull the you know your lever on your bike on the handlebar or whatever, which pulls the chain. Which moves the derailleur cage one way or another, depending on if you're going up. So or the down. chain moves the derailleur cage, or the other way around. The derailleur cage moves the chain. Right. When okay. you pull the cable, it moves the cage, and that there is a chain one way or another. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not that complicated. It's just like I was saying, each one is so very very unique. Well, it just it seems like you're tuning an instrument, kind of. Yeah. Like you have to have an ear for it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You definitely do. Um, you just practice, practice, practice mm-hmm. on them, um, making sure to actually get that practice. It's a little scary yeah. to get started because once you start, yeah, you're going to have to go take it to somebody to fix it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't do it right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like I was saying, the first time I tried to adjust them, I, it was ended up being a mess and it was like bike grease all <laughs> over me. My uh-huh. face and everything. Um, did you get it right the first time, or did you have to take? No, it I had to. I think I, I screwed it up, and I think I actually had to like drive. Well, I mean, I'd driven anyway over to the to Bikerwave to work on it, uh-huh. and I, you know, ended up having to take like a not functional bike home. But then I read up about it, watched some videos on YouTube, came back and tried it again. And I think this time, some one of the head mechanics was around who was really good and could help help me out with it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody, I think anybody who really wants to be a mechanic should just mm-hmm. try screwing around on their own bikes first. That's where you learn a lot, and you're not afraid to mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just take it from there. But I've learned a lot being at Bikerwave. I think in June will be my my first year that I've been there. Um, and... I think a lot of times it's easy to be like, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do this. Because you're around so many people who do know how to do everything. Like, there's so many good mechanics over there that it Uh can be 
Um, you're like, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. But then you realize you know more than most people do about their bikes, and that's kind of rewarding. Or at least that's my experience. Because mm-hmm. I was feeling like I'd been there for a year, and I'm like, what have I learned? And, and then I've actually learned a lot. So if you're really interested in learning about your bike, then you know, volunteer at any one of the, the community bike shops. Do they give classes? No, you know, we tried it. I don't think we were, again, as organized as we could have been about it. Um, so, yeah, no classes. There's, like, fix-a-flat clinics, which are really helpful, because um, that's the first thing everybody should know, you know, as far as bike mechanics go, yeah. fix-a-flat. Um, so what YouTube videos will teach you how to fix your bike? Um, any, any favorites? Let's see. I think Performance has, like, a series of YouTube videos on there. Performance Bicycles, they have some on there. Those are pretty good. Um, You just... I don't have any favorites. Just... Or, um... This is not videos, but it's also helpful. But the the Park Tool website... The Park Tools website is pretty good. Park? Park Tools. Tools. Yeah. Um, Those are pretty helpful, too. Okay. I know Sheldon Brown's supposed to be, like, the bike resource, but I often find his writing a little bit inaccessible. What do you think? <laughs> well, I have to admit that I don't know who Sheldon Brown is. <gasps> oh, my God. Really? That's yeah. bad? That's... Maybe. I don't know. Am I it seems all? It seems like it's bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sheldon Brown, huh? So in your, in your circles, everybody knows who Sheldon Brown is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's because I'm a bike mechanic. Maybe. Okay, so tell me Sheldon Brown. Okay, so he's he's dead, I believe, now. But he had this this website here. You can look at it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just he's supposed to know everything about bikes. Um, but yeah, he was this guy. This who uh. So he's dead now. That adds to the kind of yeah, the, I know. the legend. Well, yeah. Who was I saying that the it's like if there was like the like you know in the Catholic Church you have like the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I feel like you have Which like one is he? I guess All he'd, three be, of them? he'd be the. I don't know. I guess he'd be like the father or something. It's like uh-huh. Sheldon Brown and Lance Armstrong and someone else. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember why that came up. Because I'd, I'd done something, I was ri- out riding my bike, and I did something naughty. Like, I think I ran a stop sign or a red light or something. Mm-hmm. And I came back on Facebook, I was on Facebook, and I wrote something like, you know, bless me, bike gods, for I have sinned. <laughs> and the penance was, you know, ten Sheldon Browns. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, so that would make him the Virgin Mary. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's Now we're getting kind of weird. That but is weird. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so he, yeah, he's dead, but this website is up. So, and okay, so he's done articles he, on fixed gear, single speed, tandems, frames, brakes, commuting lights, all these things, touring, mm-hmm. gears and drivetrain. So, so what is an article about gears and drivetrain about? Like if you, if you were to click on gears and drivetrain. Where is this? Um, so he's got several articles. Yeah. And there's okay. good old derailleur adjustment. <laughs> but I feel 
And what I love about it is that the site is like super like 1990s style. You know? Which is simple? Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's very simple. It's like old school GeoCities. Sheldonbrown.com. Yeah. Um he just Cool. He was a guy who was really into bikes and wrote a lot about bikes. And, and he didn't do it he, for a magazine? He just did it? I think he just did it. Um, Adds to the legend. Yes. Um, it's really interesting to me how there's there's like um, all these... There's, uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. There's, he shows others... Uh, other Sheldon Browns on, in, on the internet. <laughs> there's an art professor, a football player, and a jazz musician that are also Sheldon Brown. I don't know. Maybe they're all into bikes, or maybe not. But it's interesting how there's so many theories of bike riding. Mm-hmm. You know? Because then there's this, and then... What's the other one? Like, Rivendell? Is that what it's called? Have you seen that, too? No. I don't know. It's like another... Is that another thing that I... You can't believe I... No, that one's... I think that's a little bit more... I don't know. I don't know if everyone knows that. But you do know Bike Snobs, so... I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Rivendell. Something. I don't read. Yeah. I don't read. Uh, you don't read bike snobs. I don't read blogs. I'm sorry. But Why? Is that I, just like a... I, I don't have time, I, I I guess, is one excuse I could give. Yeah. It's easier I'm when... A, you, I teach for like full time, so yeah. I, I don't have time to do anything. Really. They work better when you have a job that you hate and you have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. That's when I was reading it a lot. So tell me about bike snob. He, he's the bike snob. He is just, he uh, is a cutthroat bike world kind of critic, mm-hmm. or maybe observer. Um, cutthroat? Yeah. Uh-huh. His style? Yeah. Well, he's a really, he's an ex. what I love about his blog is he's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, every line is so perfectly snarky and it feels like no words are, are wasted mm-hmm. you know um you think he's an excellent writer uh but yeah he just you know goes into site you know cycling news and cycling trends and he just talks about all of it mm-hmm. and uh with the snarky uh perspective on it um i actually emailed him once just to kind of be like hey like, your job is cool, and you write about bikes, and I really admire. He was actually, he was really nice. <laughs> he wrote back. Because I think it was, a, it was a time when I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing with myself. And I was like, well, it's cool that you write, and how did you end up writing and, you know, making that, you know, the thing that you get paid for. And uh, he actually wrote back and was really nice about it and just said to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my bike is actually on, on Bike Snob. Really? Yeah. He didn't make fun of it specifically, but he made fun of some event, some event that I was at, and there's like a picture that he used, and my bike, my bike is in the background of uh, it. Just your bike, not you. Just, just, just the bike. Well, okay. What he, was the event? It was. <laughs> it was this total hipster party at this place called the Vermont House. Uh-huh. Have you heard of that? Maybe. Um, it, it's no longer but it was this house over Vermont between it was on Vermont between Pico and Venice mm-hmm. and they would have shows mm-hmm. and uh, so there's this video of this, I forget, I can't even remember what the band was but some video of them that was going around the internet and somehow he got it a hold of it mm-hmm. and so he made fun of the video and the news of it being hipsters 
being hipsters and being dressed like hipsters, yes, because they were <laughs> hipsters yeah. or fixsters. Uh-huh. A fixie, a hipster who rides a fixie, a fixster. I got that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so well, he was making fun of it. And I then, hope he comes on June fifth, and that. Yeah, let me check my emails. I, I'm pretty sure they said bike stops coming. Really? Uh huh. That's awesome. That would be. Um. So, what other bike websites can you recommend? Um. There's the Park Tools, there's the Rivendell, there's Sheldon Brown. Um, perform- like I said, Performance Bikes actually has a good series of videos. Um, I can't remember. So you don't do a blog or you do? I have a blog. You do? Yeah. It's not bike what specific. Is it? Oh, it's not? No. It's just about... It's more about my photography work now. There's a lot of photographers in the bike community. There are, and there's that great one. What's her name? Is it? Lo- it's not Lolly, is it? Her work is up. She she's done. She does this stuff with. Um, it's like not Photoshop, but it looks like it's Photoshop. But uh-huh. it's just these incredible art, artistic, um, posed pictures. Oh yeah. You don't know immediately who I'm talking about. No. Now I'm stuck. Okay. I shouldn't have started. It's okay. They have something up at Orange 20 of, like, somebody writing a penny farthing. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder why there's so many photographers riding bikes. Well, so there are a lot of them? Yeah. That's why I never I never bring my bike... I mean, I never bring my camera out on my bike because I'm like, oh, somebody else has already got it. <laughs> well, I know Alex Thompson takes pictures. Yeah, Alex. And then there's... Richie Thompson too, right? The cranky uh-huh. guy. He also does it. And um, I mean, those are the two I can, two major ones I can think of. Why? Well, so is it just because bikes are pretty? I think so. I was actually thinking. I don't know. If this is just an idea I have for Biker Wave, but like a Biker Wave event where we have a a bike beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Do you think people would be into that? Absolutely. Especially, and then we have different categories. Like, uh, there's the fixies, there's road bikes, there's touring bikes, there's uh, cruisers. And then we'd have a set of judges, like a panel of judges oh, who so would like judge them. One for each. Okay, you're talking about just the bikes being judged? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> do, you, do they have to do anything? No. It'd just be like a, like a, like a beauty pageant. But, you know, even in a beauty pageant, that's they true. Have they to have to stuff. answer. And in dog shows, they have to do stuff. What do they have to do in dog shows? They have to run through hoops. I, I guess and, so. Maybe, maybe they would have to do something too. The bike would have to do something. Well, the rider and the bike. You would at least have to wheel it around and, and make like model poses. Yeah. You'd have to hit certain model poses. That's what I was thinking. It'd be like a stage, and everyone would like walk through and like do a couple poses, and then, uh, and then yeah, the judges would. Uh, Assign points, and there'd be a winner, but in different categories. I think that's a winner. <laughs> I know. I need to work on that. I have a lot of projects to work on, I guess. So are you somebody who has a lot of projects at one time? Yes, unfortunately, or fortunately. I just I don't, I don't know if I have enough time to give to everything. Like Biker Babes is a project mm-hmm. that I've kind of let fall 
as far as, you know, it's not the top of my priority list, which it really should be because I do care about it. Um, and I do want more girls on bikes and in the bike shop. Um, because I think that's good for everybody. But I just haven't. Yeah. I need to get to work on that, doing the monthly event thing. And then maybe going weekly. But, yeah, we just, I mean, we need a, we could just get a female head mechanic. That'd be awesome. So if you guys are out there, let me know. I'm going to try to help you, too. Yeah? Well, yeah. When I go back to Orange 20 and talk to the mechanic there, I'm going to ask her if she wants to. She'll probably say no. It's just, just because it's far. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's tough to get people out there. People who aren't already out there. So which, which side do you associate with? Are you an east side or west side? Oh, east side for sure. Yeah? I'm, I mean, I live here. Yeah, yeah. So. okay. I used to be west side. Uh-huh. Not anymore, though. Um, I'm here. I, I mean, it's not even... I, I don't like the air so much over here. But uh, but I'm resigned to it. And and now I've, I'm totally a, like... I'm totally... You know how there's a certain attitude towards west side? Yeah. On the east side? I think I share in that a little bit. Yeah? It kind of just comes with the territory. I don't think... But you're in the middle. I'm in the middle. So you can... I can pick. You can be neutral. I can, yeah. We should have some east side versus west side type of... Try to create some kind of... <laughs> Rivalry? Tension. Just for the purpose of generating cool stuff. I don't know if that'd be good. Is no. it, are we trying to get together, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, it's just no. That was bad. Yeah. But it might already exist. Probably. Well, you just said that you have a certain attitude toward the website. Oh, the tension exists. Yeah. <laughs> but the event to... Oh, an event. Yeah, an event. East like, side versus... Yeah, versus east side versus west side something. Beauty contest. Bicycle beauty <gasps> contest. Oh, my East God. side versus west side. It could be like, you know, the... Yeah, like like each bike would represent a territory. Like you'd have like like in the beauty contest. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's not a bad idea. Okay, you want to hear the email that we got? Okay. Okay. Uh, dear Nick, here at Open Book Publicity, we thought you might be interested in this upcoming book from satirist and bike aficionado, the Bike Snob, aka Evan Weiss. Below, oh. Below is some information, and June fifth, we're gonna have him. Wow. That's excellent. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah, you can come or call in or whatever. No, I'm definitely going to call in. Okay. Yeah. Is he going to be snobby? I don't know. He might be. He is the bike snob. That's going to be great. I can't wait to meet a real snobby bike snob. Don't you know plenty of them already? No. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. They are a lot of bike snobs, huh? Yeah. 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 That's just people who know their stuff. <clears throat> yeah. It's easy to be a bike snob. Maybe. So, describe your bike for me, please. It's a pink Dawes road bike. Um, it's like a pearly kind of pink. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, like, <laughs> I got it because it's pink. 
basically. Mm-hmm. I uh, was looking for a road bike, and I was looking at bikestrike.com, and I saw the pink one, and it was in my size. It was actually a little bit too big for me, mm-hmm. um, but it was pink, and I had to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, bikes Direct? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that good? I love Bikes Direct. I mean, I've I've only had good experience with them. Like, I, um, I think I broke something on the bike because I was trying to fix it, and I broke it. And I told them, I, you know, I rode in because, you know, the thing is, like, you get it from bikes, you get a, you get a bike from a bike shop and you kind of get you get a year of service with it, you know. But when you're ordering from Bikes Direct, you aren't getting anything. Um, so they're really their customer service is actually really, really good. Hmm. And I told them I broke it and they're like, yeah, take it to the shop and send us the bill and we'll pay for it. Really? Yeah. Without like having to see the without photos or anything. Um, wow. I did. You know, I ended up fixing it myself, so it didn't matter. But. The fact that they were willing to, like, foot the bill, I thought was really cool. Just send yeah. them the receipt, you know? Um, so I've had a really good It was good under experience. warranty or something? Was it? Yeah, they have a warranty, but, you know, because you're buying it online and you're assembling it yourself, the warranty can be, you know, a little iffy. And the fact that they didn't ask to see photos or, like, you know, they were just willing to foot the bill. I guess they figure that the receipt will have all the Yeah, I guess it's true, make. yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, Bikes Direct is awesome. But, yeah, so it's a Bikes Direct bike. Um, and I think Dawes, you know, they take over all these companies. Like, Dawes used to be an English bike company, but, you know, now they're all made in China. Um, but it's a pink road bike. Um, it is 24 speeds, which is far, far, far too many. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need all of those. But, um yeah, it's pink and it has blue like highlights, and I'm so, such a bike geek that I even painted the the cable ferrules blue so that it would match with the pink. Nice. <laughs> and I painted the um, the uh, the caps, the handlebar caps, you know, for oh. the the um, the tape. I painted those blue, and the little um, the little covers for the little valve covers yeah. for the tube. I painted those too. What kind of paint did you use? I just use acrylic paint. Uh-huh. Every now and then it needs to be touched up because it does okay. kind of. But it holds on there pretty well. So, But I have the tube and I touch it up. Like when I did my first century, I, I cleaned the whole bike because a clean bike goes faster. Right. And touched up the paint. It was awesome. But you don't have spandex. You didn't wear spandex. On the did century? You? you did. Of course I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had my whole outfit. Nice. Do you have like product advertisements on your spandex? No, they're just, like, black. But I do have a... My dad's, like... Sponsors, I mean? No. Do I have sponsors? No. (laughs) No, no. But I do have my dad's vintage, like, uh, campy um, jersey, which is kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. So it's in the family. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally... My dad has a... It's a Botecchia from the 70s. It's an Italian road bike. Mm, Botecchia. Um, Yeah. It's a really, it's a really cool bike. Um, no, but it totally runs in the family. My dad was totally a bike geek, um, and when I was a kid, when I was little, they used to, you know, they had the seat on the back of the bike, mm-hmm. and my mom and my dad would go riding with me and my sisters in the back, and we just would fall asleep, <laughs> sleep on the bike. But so it's in, you know, it's in my family. It's yeah. in the blood. Yeah, which is it's great because my dad had kind of forgotten about the bike thing mm-hmm. and then when i got into it 
it renewed it for him. So he's gotten on his bike. He's oh, riding cool. his bike more, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, is that he has all this nice, these nice bike components that he kind of hands off to me. So. Great. Yeah. Um, he has a really nice mountain bike too. But um, and then yeah, like I said, my sister just got a road bike too because she's competing in a triathlon soon. Huh. So she had to get the road bike, but um, she uh, she was mountain biking before, and she, um, which is crazy. Mountain biking is totally different than road biking. Yeah. Have you gone mountain biking? Uh, I have. Yeah. I I don't I don't do it like I I've done it just unofficially. Uh huh. I've actually done it without a mountain bike. Oh really? A few times, yeah. Like with a with a bike that like wasn't intended for mountain biking. Uh huh. How was that? And I've. It was awesome. Like I rode over the Palisades with a. Like a, a ten speed, an old uh-huh. ten speed. Like you know, you can get from like Santa Monica, all the way to Topanga uh-huh. through the state park there. Right. And I did that. That's awesome. Ten speed, yeah. I went like once. <laughs> And I, I fell a bunch and got kind of spooked, so I haven't gone back since. I want to go mountain biking. Maybe on my touring bike I'll go. On your touring bike? No, that doesn't make sense. You could, I mean. Well, it's got three speeds. Oh. Can't really do it. No. But, but, but I like it. I should get a mountain bike, too. So now I'm going to have a mountain bike, a touring bike, and a, and a road bike. That's, that's like the dream fleet, isn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. I I recently bought I a while ago I bought a BMX frame. Uh-huh. I had just haven't had time to put it time or money to put it together yet. I can see you on a BMX. Yeah, I saw some girl like riding one in West Hollywood and she just looks so cool. <laughs> I wanted one too. So you're very you're you're a very visual person. Obviously. I'm I mean an, I'm you're an artist. Photographer, yeah. You're, you got a pink pink thing going bike. On. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my BMX is kind of like a, I guess that is an art project because I don't intend to really ride it that much. I just want to have it, the bike that I put together. It's like my BMX. I mean, I ride oh. around the neighborhood to look cool, but. <laughs> what, what color is it going to be? I want to get it painted and I want to get like, um, I want it to fade. Like I want it to be white and neon green and neon pink. So I want like the. Wow. The fork to be neon pink, and the seat stays to also to be green, but like white in the middle. The gold chain. I'm sure it's going to be different from how I would ever picture it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's, this is my dream project, but so far it's just been sitting in my kitchen. Have you heard of the real riders? No. They 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 have these like I don't know what you call them chopper bikes or not chopper bikes. Oh, uh huh. Are yeah. you talking about freak bikes? Maybe. Yeah. Where they're all crazy? Yeah. Tall bikes? Well, I guess some of them are tall, but there's a lot of chrome and they have like the steering oh, wheels uh-huh. and the, the Steer- mirrors and like, you know, they'll have like little steering wheels. I've never they, seen that. They go for the, in the handlebars. You can use the wheel or the handlebar. Oh my God. I've never seen that. That yeah. seems. I got to have them on the show, the real, the real riders. Yeah? Yeah. Do it. They show up in a, in a big group and they. And they have like little hydro- hydraulics going on on their bikes. Oh, really? Well, I don't know if it's actual hydraulics, but they. I've go. never heard of this real riders. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bike you can 
go mountain biking with them. Probably, no, no, not comfortably, probably. It's just a bike you show off. Yeah. Which I would think you would kind of... Yeah. I mean, the whole reason I got a pink bike initially, <laughs> this is my slightly embarrassing admission, but at the time I was like, really got into biking when I got the road bike, I was still single mm-hmm. and I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to um, use it to yeah, but your, I wanted to use it to like pick up honey, like yeah, your, like my or, well, my because it was a pink bike and I wanted people to be like, oh, cool bike. And it worked. No, because my boyfriend, I he doesn't have a bike. Oh, isn't that sad? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think you had a boyfriend. I thought it was. I thought you were in the oh, still no the LGBT scene. Oh. Yeah, but you can be... It's like all-inclusive. Oh, I guess it's in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) That works. Um, Well, you're going to have to get him on a bike, aren't you? I'm working on it. I just got to find... I'm waiting for one to show up at Biker Wave that would fit him. And he also needs a little bit convincing because he thinks it's just for hipsters. Bikes? Yeah. Huh. So he doesn't want to... That's... Yeah, that's an issue. That, that like, so much hipsters, on the one hand, it's good, but because it brings people in, but on the other hand, it's self-limiting, maybe. Well, I recently had this discussion with him, actually, about it, that, you know, it's summer, and now everybody's on their... Everyone's got their Urban Outfitters fixies, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all out there, which is, you know, like, well, that's kind of silly, but it's also cool, because I guess... As long as people are on bikes, and it doesn't, you know, whatever gets them on a bike. Yeah, well, you got, like, kids, uh, you know, uh, these little street crews. Uh-huh, know? uh-huh. And, I mean, they'll be, it's not like skateboards. These these guys and, and girls, they can go 100 miles. Yeah. So maybe it'll open up a lot of people's uh, horizons. Well, I feel like right now just gas is so expensive. I went to fill up my car and... Because it had been a while, and it just totally blew me away. And um, I think you yeah. see a lot of people. There's a lot more people on the metro. There's a lot more people on the bus. Um, and hopefully a lot more people on bikes. Um, and I know the metro is expanding right now. They're working on those new stations and the new lines. Like exposition? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't know, maybe... Maybe well, there'll be more people on bikes. Yeah. Out of necessity. Because nobody can afford to drive. Well, one way or the other. Yeah. Peak oil, something. Well, it's... What time is it? <laughs> it's 12.03. Oh, wow. The next person hasn't come yet, so... We can just hang out. Yeah. Um, And I shouldn't... This was one of my goals, was to come here and talk about my party, though. I know I briefly talked okay. about it. Talk, um, talk, yeah. But yeah, June eighteenth, get lucky twenty ten. It's a prom themed party at Mick World, mm-hmm. which is a uh, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, it's like it's this really cool space on West Adams at La Brea. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get more information at www.thekisskiss spelled exactly like that dot com, um, and it's kiss kiss because it's keep it keep it simple and sexy. Um, but yeah, June 18th, prom party, um, come and do prom the way you were meant to do it. Um, so yeah, and we're going to have, 
So you definitely have to wear a costume at this party. You can yeah. have... <laughs> you mean... You can't show up and you're like, oh, I'm coming as myself. Well, I think a lot of people are excited to put their prom clothes on. I don't know, right? Yeah. Because when you were 18 and you went to prom, it was... You were 18. I know I spent the whole senior prom crying in the bathroom. Oh, no. Because I was a hormonal teenager. Uh-huh. So, this is like, you, you come and it's your chance to do it the right way. And the, our DJs are really, really awesome. It's going to be really good. Well, I, I'm a teacher, so I went to prom last night. Right, right, you were saying I, that. It was so much better than my actual prom. I had, there was none of the, you know, social awkwardness for really? me. Because I'm a teacher. So. Yeah. So I got to dance and eat and chaperone it was awesome so maybe i'll come to your prom you should come to prom. Have a good time it's can i wear just a jacket yeah and uh, there's no like we're time. not gonna turn you away if you don't yeah, yeah. Okay. be fine and then we're gonna have we're gonna have there's gonna be um there's gonna be cool djs and then we're gonna have uh the djs are all putting together a mix mm-hmm. and so we're gonna have like limited cd copies of the mix which would be cool it's like an hour-long mix mm-hmm. um and then there's going to be vegan tacos. Wow. Yeah. From? Um, what's that guy? Avram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be there. Okay. So. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. So just that alone. Is there a cover? It's three. It's five bucks oh, and three dollars with nothing. the RSVP. Cool. So you RSVP at thekisskiss.com. Okay. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. And the space is really, really, really cool. Is Fado Doe near there? Who? Fado Do, I thought that was a, it's a club, music club somewhere in, like in that area. I oh, it was I don't near know. La Brea, somewhere over there. It's a little out of the way. You wouldn't expect there to be something. You wouldn't expect. A Not space if you're to riding a bike. For some reason, that's true. That seems less out of the way if you're riding a bike because everything's out of the way if you're riding a bike. And I feel like things are more accessible when you're on a bike. I, I love when you're on a bike and you get kind of lost. Yeah. And you can just like get up on the sidewalk, figure out where you're supposed to be, and then turn around. In the car, it's such a, an ordeal to turn around. Yeah, I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't have said everything seems out of the way. That wasn't. Yeah, it's no, easier. I, I mean, it is and it isn't. Because you're like, yeah, I want to go to the beach, but it's going to be a 10 mile ride. It's like an hour. Right. You know, that kind of can kind of suck. But if you think about it, you're going to drive and it's going to take you an hour anyway. Well, the ride is part of the. I mean, the journey is a destination when you're on a bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, which was great when I was riding to work. It just makes me so much happier. Well, so the next guys are here. Cool. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. And listen to our Bike Snob episode. Call in. <laughs> <laughs>